welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about tentacles a lot. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're here to tell you about chapters 13 through 16 of Fate of the Jedi, book three, Abyss. Aha! (laughs) Nailed it. Chapters in which shit get real. Yeah. And so real. And I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time. I've been waiting truly since book one of Legacy of the Force to get to some of the things that are happening today in mm-hmm. these four chapters. Because, A, I always knew we would get here. I always knew it. B, I've read this. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, you've been mentioning it. Off mic. Oh, I put for two years for for all the fans out there, wink, that don't <laughs> know how I work my books. I put little colored uh, like thumb tabs, sticky notes on all the parts that I want to read. But in the last series, I put secret, different colored sticky notes that <laughs> didn't stick out past the pages. So you don't know they're there unless you're me. And those were all I thought references to this series. And then I looked at them and I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty fucking vague. I know for sure there was one whole part. We talked about this already, but there was one part in the last series where they went to some bar or restaurant that was decorated like the mall. Yes. Yes, they did. (laughs) I didn't mark any of that. But the rest of them, I don't know. Pretty hit or miss. But first, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Canon. Ben's floaty friends bring Luke beyond shadow. Moth Leckerson is stunned by Javis's vids. To hear he's in shackles, hot chalky everywhere. The Jedi Council send Han and Leia to bother Tanoka. For a favor. Uh, unknown favor. Yeah. Which I'm sure is going to be, please help us politically. Yeah. Because we're in a mess and you have bailed us out previously of our political problems. Please, Queen Mother, please. Yeah. Please help us. We are the Jedi. We are the hopeless. Helpless. <laughs> hopeless, helpless. Right now it seems a little bit of both. Who? and we start with the Jedi in chapter 13. Where Jaina has Javis Tears cleaning droid fully disassembled. And there's a fancy multi-million dollar spy chip in there, which just doesn't belong. Identical, in fact, to spy gear recovered from the Anakin Solo a few years ago at the end of the Fuhrer's Fury. When, you know, Jason was killed and then they took over the Anakin. And Moth Leckerson had been staying there. And in his room were identical chips that somehow just come up in the scan that she's doing. Yeah, she happens to remember that this thing looked familiar. Yeah. Well, she, I guess, I don't know, whatever. There's something from two years ago that she happened to remember. Yeah, it was like her first guess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She got to it logically, like this reporter wouldn't have access to this amount of money. Yeah. Who might? And then it triggered and then that memory. the first memory. guess is always the duplicitous Imperials. Absolutely. Expect the moths every time, and nine times out of ten, you won't be wrong. And so she's right. And using Jedi math, Jaina puts the two and two together and immediately calls Jag because he's probably 
big time screwed for breaking proto, bro. He was telling state secrets to a Jedi. Before he arrives in Jaina's bedroom at the Jedi Temple, Han and Leia come into her room and tell her the Mando secret that they think Jag didn't tell her because she would have told them. Follow? Yeah. (laughs) Right. The Mando secret being Dalla is buying an army of Mandalorians to take control of the Jedi Temple, assumedly. Yeah. uh, Nobody seems too worried about that, though. Like, none of the Jedi do. No. Like, we can handle it. It's fine. Yeah. But eventually the secret is out. Yeah. Mandos are coming for the Jedi. And then the secret is also out that Jag and Jaina both knew. And then Han and Leia are fuming mad. And they storm out as Jag arrives. Yep. Uh, Han crashes into him as he's coming around the corner. And says, get out of my way, Sleemo, or I'll shoot you. <laughs> I liked the Sleemo. I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. Yes, absolutely. Like, why Why are they so mad? As if they never kept any secrets from their family while they thought they were doing the right thing to protect the government or galaxy or Jedi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they did all the last series. Killing Karelian Prime hey, Ministers. Hey, does anybody know? Does anybody? That was exactly what I was going to say. I don't think anyone does knows. Does anybody know that Han was involved in the murder of Thrak and Sal Solo, the assassination of the Karelian Prime Minister, side by side with Boba Fett and his granddaughter? Yeah, other than those Mandalorian. I don't think so. Maybe? Maybe Leia knows, but there's been no allusion to it at all. And like, it's not like these people get debriefed after every war. No. And I don't think the Han Jedi would stand for it anyway. Well, yeah, Han. <laughs> Even less so. But, like, what fucking high horse are they riding off on? It's yeah. kind of outrageous that they're so mad at Jaina. Yeah. It, well, so mad at Jag, too. Whatever, but... And what Le- the hell? Leia seems a little more understanding, but still disappointed, and Han is just freaking out for no real reason well they're such hypocrites yeah, they're being hypocritical yeah. parents mm-hmm. and maybe that's on purpose i don't know but that's kind of lame do as they say now as they do poorly motivated yes you know insofar even as like Jaina doesn't address the fact that they're being hypocrites she's just like whoa they're way madder than i thought they would be i think right mm-hmm. but she's not like hey guys what about where were you the whole last war? You know, like what? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The only time anybody saw you, you're putting out fires on Kashyyyk. That's yeah, about it. The fact that they're, or we were all almost being arrested by Ben. <laughs> yeah. That's a good <laughs> one too. Other shit. Oh my fucking God. What a good series. Now, I just, the fact that nobody's pointing out how hypocritical, how hypocritical that they're being so far, it feels, it makes it feel more, disingenuous that they would be motivated to be so hypocritical. You know, I don't know. They're super mad though. And and different people are mad than we thought. We thought Jag was going to find out. Yeah. After they did. Yeah, you're right. We got tricked. Yeah. They flipped us. Well, as I said, Jag arrives after he bounces off his uh, soon to be father-in-law and he finds Jaina with Leckerson's bug telling him to bring it to Dala. All right. 
Mm-hmm. But why? We don't know. He she doesn't tell him secret secret. Mm-hmm. Keep it from the reader. Pay that off later. And then end of chapter. Also, at some point in here, Jaina briefly mentions. Oh, before I get to that, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't write this down, but I wanted to say this. They're mad. Okay, Han and Leia are super mad at Jaina for not telling them the secret. How old is this secret? Oh yeah, it's twelve hours, yeah. fourteen hours old. Yeah, maybe a she's day. had about a half a day to think about it. Maybe one day. And most of that was taken apart this droid. But like, come on. Yeah. When Dorvin called them because it had been like five hours or nine hours and he hadn't heard anything. Yeah. And then they rushed over to the temple, caused a big commotion in the council room, and then head to her room. This is like, this is like a half a day. Yeah, it hasn't been long. Fucking chill out. Yeah. Anyways. Also, at some point in this chapter, Jaina mentions briefly being in a dark place after killing Jason. That's it. Mm hmm. Once again. Not talked about enough. Yeah, and something about her being close to being back in that dark place and alone, like she felt alone. Yeah, and it seemed a little melodramatic for the circumstances. Mm -hmm. To compare your parents being mad at you for keeping a secret to killing your brother. Yeah. Your twin brother, your best friend. Cool. (laughs) All right. Yep. Still, not talked about enough, though. For For her being a main character... And having just killed the mainest character, not, ha- you know, it's two years ago in the story. It's two books ago. Yeah, it hasn't been that long for us. <laughs> That's it. Two full books. She killed them at the end of the last one. Spoilers. Hey, whoa. Yeah, yeah. What's it, if, what's you guys, it been like? <laughs> if you're just dropping in and don't know what happened, uh, just skip, skip all that, I guess. Yeah, for, for us, it's been like, what, three months? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not talked about enough. Chapter 14. The Lost Tribe have landed on a strange planet somewhere in the Maw, following ship on foot now. Yes. They're trying to recover him while he tries to scare Vestara into leaving. Yes, and get out of here. You have what you need. Uh, you don't need me anymore. I was there to train you. You're trained. Go rule the galaxy. Right. You, you have all the tools you need to take over the galaxy. That's your destiny. Don't come here. You're ruining everything. Don't come and get me. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, is hiding on a volcano. As you do. Because why not be as dramatic as fuck? <laughs> Vistara's master, Lady Ray, has what I would call a dumbass plan. She tells everybody, when you find ship, simply order it to remain where it is and then wait until I arrive. Hey, isn't that what you tried to do already the whole time? Yeah. Because you've been chasing it since it left your planet. You chased it through space to the Maw. Now you've chased it to its landing spot on this volcano. And then ha- you've tried to command it to stay every time. Yeah, to stay, to come back, to let's go. Yeah. None of it. So, solid plan. Simply do what we've been failing to do the entire time. Easy. I, these Sith are supposed to be like smart. 
but and like conniving and like clever yeah it's so convoluted that maybe she's saying to go do that expecting them to die or something like and at least she'll feel their deaths and be able to track down the ship or something yeah it's very Sith are very or just like it's it's the fact of like you have to pretend you're gonna win like you have to show that face in front of the her subordinate dude who she's brought along which is the subplot of this whole thing that he's trying to take over her command of the ship Mm -hmm. I don't fucking care about that not at all no, not. Even I'm sure a it's bit. gonna pay off at some point because the rival commander, his apprentice is her Vistara's best friend, yep. Ari, the native Kashiri guy. Yeah, that when we first met him, they were sparring. Yeah, and she was kicking his ass, handily yep, all over the beach. So dumbass plan. Also, the planet is so full of force energy. They don't describe light or dark. Because no. of that later. So full of force energy that every plant is trying to kill every single one of the Sith. What do you think, Tim? Light side energy or dark side energy? It sounds sounds darkish. Sounds bad. Yep. Trying to kill everyone, all the plants. Yay. And as they travel this malicious mystery planet, Vistara and Lady Rhea reiterate that Kesh prophecy that we got in the earlier books about the tribe, and so will we quickly. The Destructors come and reset the galaxy every few eons, was the word that they used here. Yep. And the last tribe are the supposed Protectors. Assumedly, they'll stop a galaxy-wide destructive force. How long is an eon? I don't know. I think it's undefined. It's a long time. I think it's like just like saying an age. Yes. You know, like an age has passed. The era of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. An era is an, Ill, is an ill-defined yeah, it's, volume of time. It's a randomly determined length of time based on certain events. But these Sith are like supposed to be these prophesied mythical protectors, but they can't even control ship. No, and they're a training vessel. For apprentices. And they keep dying. Like four or five of them have died just walking through this. <laughs> to plants. Yep. So, I don't know, man. I ha- I'm getting this feeling that these Sith have a bit of a distorted view of this prophecy. Because they say, like in the description in this chapter, like, oh, we used to not believe it and just use it as a way to manipulate the people and, and, and rule them, mm-hmm. the natives. But then, you know, certain events occurred, and we were like, whoa, we really are. <laughs> like, I don't know. I get the feeling yeah. that it's going to turn out to be like a twisted prophecy type of thing, right? Yeah, it's going to be like Jason's prophecy where it's, yeah, okay, things are happening, yeah. but are are they by his design? It's like the monkey are they... paw thing. Yeah. Ooh, you'll get your wish, mm-hmm. but at a prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one with the fingers curls in. Man, those Treehouse of Horror episodes are just so good. I know the monkey paw thing has been in everything, but I was specifically picturing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the Treehouse of Horrors. Because they're great. They are. So, I don't know if these people are really the protectors, but what are the destructors? I don't know. We don't know. Vistara says something, quote, foolish about this planet. She says maybe it's the home of the destructors. 
And the characters in the text make a really big deal about what a foolish idea this is. It's, where it's it comes so up like six times. Yeah. Obvious. <laughs> like, look how stupid this thing is that you're saying. Everyone, look. You know, like, wow. Could you point at it harder? Yeah, it's uh, probably not foolish, and things are going to go bad because they're there. Hence, quotation marks, a foolish. Eventually, they reach the most spectacular tentacular cave. Uh-huh. A ceiling filled with tentacles inside this cave, which are gone the next instant, and Vistara sees elsewhere an attractive, svelte woman with gray eyes and shoulder-length honey-colored hair. Vastara and her best friend Ari, of course, attack the woman. Yep. And then, in the next instant, she found herself hanging in the darkness, holding a deactivated lightsaber and staring into a pair of large gray eyes as cold and lifeless as pearls. Suddenly, Vastara had another foolish notion as to the reason ship might have led them here. One that frightened her far more than all the others. Perhaps ship had brought them here not to destroy the tribe, but to free the destructors. The woman lowered her hand, sending Vastara crashing to the floor of the cavern. My apologies, she said. I wasn't sure you were real. Hmm. Yep. Just one more stray foolish thought out of this chapter. And another person unsure what is real and what's not. Yes. Person, entity. Person, yeah. So, did the tentacles run away? Or the ceiling full of tentacles? Suck back up into the ceiling? Or did they... Become the woman because the the other the other guy the lady Rhea's um, rival there was like cocooned to the wall when they first walked in. Yeah. So or Val or Val Zal Zal X X A L yeah. Lord Val is a different dude. I think that's the High Lord. Anyways, carry on. Sorry. Yes, it is. Yes. Um. So maybe this woman is whatever. She wants to be some manifestation of whatever. Right. Because here's my question for you. The force given form. P.S. As we get this crazy reveal, Mm -hmm. we are exactly ending the halfway point of the chapters in this book. We're halfway through the last book of the first arc. Yes. And here come some shit (laughs) yeah you know what i mean this is like a really important turning point in the tone and uh like speed of the novel yeah just just starting the upward swing into the middle three book arc yeah right which is supposed to be uh, you know uh action reaction conflict and then the third part is the resolution of that conflict but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting for her to appear all of a sudden exactly halfway through the end of the third book. I mean, the third book of the end of the first arc. 
Yeah, you know what the fuck I'm saying. I know what you're saying. But the question I wanted I'm not to sure ask if anybody you. else does. But... <sighs> yeah, I'm either. <laughs> but the question I wanted to ask you is, what do you think is going on here? Um, with the Sith and on this planet and with this lady. Yeah, this is my thinking. Without saying, without talking about the next chapter yet. Yeah, what I'm thinking is this is like the almost the the birthplace of the dark side. Ooh, that's interesting. And this is either one of the descendants of an original dark side user or the force giving form like corporealizing itself right good word (laughs) but yeah okay cool just a straight up maybe so like maybe an ancient ancient sith type of thing right Mm -hmm. living in this this force nexus yeah or manifestation of evil yeah because even even lady rea (laughs) is so this place is so powerful that even she's not fully opening up to it yeah and they're a little afraid of it you know we don't we cut out of that scene right there and don't come back to it for this episode of the podcast but man what like uh what uh is lady rea doing while this is happening, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they don't. So they don't cut back to her perspective or mention her or whatever because it's just the tentacles disappear. This lady shows up, bang, you're up in the air. End scene. Sorry, I thought you weren't real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they and Ari and her went in there first because that's how it works with the they're Sith. They're the apprentices. They're the cannon fodder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Works the opposite for the Jedi. And now we cross the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. In a chapter 15. And we keep that momentum rolling because Luke Skywalker is tripping balls on space rooms. Well, meditation, actually. But I think it sounds familiar. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in a place, that's for sure. He is in a place with a skeleton and a goat-headed man <laughs> who are teaching him how to meditate into another dimension and guiding Luke. These are some like real ominous fantasy characters. You know what I mean? Like this is like you get trapped in a, in a labyrinth by an evil wizard. And these are the guides that wink, wink that take you under their wing to show you the way out. Yeah. But really like the skeleton and the goat man eat you at the end or something. Yeah. They're leading you into the, the maw of some beast. The depths of doom. Something like that. I don't know why the fuck is that. But anyways, the three of them discuss the nature of time and how that all works, which is it's not a thing. Yeah. Time doesn't exist. It's just a creation of our own experience because our brains are not powerful enough to experience reality, which is everything has already happened and is going to happen and is currently happening now. Everything. All of it at the same time. Yeah. A second is an hour. An hour is a day, a day is a second. And a week is all of them. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. They talk about time before they head into the crackling purple light. And I want to mention crackling because it comes up like four fucking times in these paragraphs. Crackling, crackling. For example, they're heading into the crackling purple light. Quote, when a tentacle of light crackled down to touch Luke's chest. 
so crackle so tentacle yeah like, it, I, i'm crackle like, yeah how, do, how does that must be a, a, an audio descriptor yeah but if something is crackling down could be i guess be like a visual descriptor as well but the only the only time crackle i think to of me is sound yeah the only thing like when you like crunch a bag of chips or something or like lightning right yeah or like, like lightning the, crackles like static electricity when you run your hand yeah. on a slide or something so, yeah so maybe that's just the the energy it gives off is making that weird anyways Anyways. the crackling purple light touches his chest and then he's in a courtyard being told to drink from the magic fountain (laughs) i just want to frame everything like the medieval fantasy that it is here yep skeleton goat man bubbling fountain of power i think he almost killed me in D with a magic fountain like that once don't make me <laughs> hey don't drink it well don't fail your save sorry yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, i didn't did. do it the dice did it i just put that thing there yep. you're the one who walked within five feet of it and then failed your will save and then had to drink out of it and then yeah yep bye <laughs> which is exactly what they're trying to get luke to do here the font of power it's called and, he, and the goat man says you will have the power to achieve anything, which of course sounds not like a trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Even Luke goes, that's a pretty big promise. Yeah, especially after the devil himself, the goat man incarnate <laughs> says, the plants around the fountain are connected to a presence, finger quotes. Mm-hmm. Some trippy mystical magical stuff. And Troy is winning first place for Luke and Ben's coolest Fate of the Jedi adventure. So far, this is way cooler than the underground liars. <laughs> <laughs> and way cooler than the armadillo, snake tongue, French kissing guys. Yeah. Although they were pretty cool too. Yeah, yes, they were. I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah. Fava beans and such. Yes. But yeah, so far, uh, you know, halfway into this book, Troy, fucking killing it. P.S. The courtyard is in a jungle next to a volcano. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Where is it? (laughs) What's your guess? Doesn't take much mind power for that one. No, Jedi math. It's where the Sith are right now tracking down ship. Yeah. He's in a courtyard in that jungle outside of that volcano. So he is there while they are there. But he's also not there. But he is the most amount of being there because he's just his essence. And he's left behind his body. That is And all those shadowy effects that don't exist. We haven't talked about that. And I didn't really actually touch on it in the notes, but... The way that they describe this mind-walking thing through the meditation and all the things that Luke sees and feels along the way of like this temptation of the space Christ. Very, very evocative imagery. Very interesting, thought-provoking mm-hmm. like content. Yeah. It's just really, this is just really, really good stuff. And I'm, I'm only talking about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, a lot but of all of the reading of it was it was pretty it was pretty like uh 
intro to psychedelics. I went, I went actually, I had to go back a couple of times because it got in a couple of little spots. Yeah, it, it got, got kind of like dense and I had to seemingly like go back a paragraph, but I think that was part of it too. It was like these two guys, the skeleton man and the goat man mm-hmm. are like kind of are mostly saying the same thing, but sometimes they're almost contradicting each other to a little bit of degree. Yeah. Which is like trying to put him off balance or something like that. I don't understand what's happening, but they're in a jungle next to a volcano at a bubbling fountain that looks and smells like sulfur and will give you power to achieve anything you want to achieve. Fountain seems good though. It was not just tainted with dark side power. It was imbued with it as if it were rising up from some deep buried reservoir of dark side energy that had been building Preparing to blow for not just millennia, but since the beginning of time itself. Okay. Yeah, bad. Yikes. <laughs> and when Ryantar, goat dude, mm-hmm. says, if you drink it, you can save the Jedi Order from extinction? Yeah, it's ominous. Double yikes. Resist the obvious temptation of the space Christ. But not before stepping closer. Luke steps closer to the fountain. Because he thinks maybe he sees faces whirling around in the water, in the bubbling mm-hmm. smoke of it and all that. Yeah. And he thinks maybe the reason why they brought me here is not to tempt me, but because I'll see Jason's face in the smoke. And so... I'll be able to figure out what he was all about when he got here or something. Yeah, like I don't want to miss my chance to learn the thing about Jason that I'm trying to learn. So he steps closer to the smoke water. Now he wants knowledge. (laughs) And he sees the eyes, which are pinpoints of light in vast, empty darkness. Something along those lines. Mm Mm-hmm. I've had this image in my hair. In my hair? I'm about to describe the hair. <laughs> I've had this image shaved into my hair for the last 10 years. But seriously, the image of the face that Luke Skywalker sees in this water has been burned into my head for a long time. And it's that starlight pinpoint of silver light in the middle of void Mm -hmm. eyes the hair being golden shoulder length hair the tentacles coming out of the hands coming out of all over and the mouth of Cheshire cat (laughs) infinitely (laughs) long Wide, filled with razor-sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And the longing, dark being that encompasses all of that. He feels that longing that comes with the tentacle feeling all the time. He sees, like, empty eyes. Like, just tiny pinpricks of light. Yeah. And then, of course, the same golden hair. That Vistara is currently battling in the cave back on planet unknown. And so because he's in this 
whatever where time is nothing or everything yeah <laughs> um is he there at the same time before after always yeah <laughs> right it, like i don't know so is that's a really tough question in this chapter whatever this woman is or whoever we thought it was hard enough to track time just generally yeah with the storyline i don't know how long it's been some things have happened but anyways yeah carry on. is she interacting with vistara in physical form as well as interacting with luke in this weird force incorporeal right. weird spirit form at the same time or is it going to be like slightly disjointed like one happens right before or after the other yeah. like i don't know yeah that's a good question because if it was happening at the same time that's a lot of power but he peers into the eyes to see the face that he hopes was jason he's like that's a, clearly a lady so he says i'm ready to leave yeah he and, and almost pulls him in. The goat man, Ryan Tar, laughs at him and says, Jason wasn't even tempted. Let's go. We got more to see. This was just a test to see if you deserve to see the truth. Everywhere he goes, you have to pass the test to earn the real knowledge. Mm-hmm. You must figure out a way to communicate with me. All I have is a microphone and a fucking laser tag vest on. <laughs> you know, like, you must, your apprentice must defeat my apprentice in, in hand-to-hand combat with a fire extinguisher attached to his back, or else I won't teach you how to control lightning. Yeah. Well, now you had to resist ancient, super powerful dark side energy to learn this fucking secret. So if we're like counting like an exponential levels of difficulty, what your reward should, should like <laughs> should relate to. This is going to be big information now. Right? Yeah. This is going to be a big one, but a bigger question. And I'll ask you again, as you do, who was that? Tim, um, who was that? It's the same exact answer. Either some super powerful descendant of original dark side users or the dark side itself given form. It's so interesting. It's I I'm leaning more towards it's the actual like I don't know, dark side of the force. Right. Doing its thing. Yeah. yeah. Come well what do you what do you call that? Incarnate? Ooh, that's one. Yes, that's a good one. Um question though. What is happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is such a departure from Star Wars, a uh, usual Star Wars threats. Yeah. This is so esoteric compared to uh, a tangible human being Jedi falls to the dark side. Yep. Or an invading army of actual living beings from outside of your galaxy comes to take over your planet so far. Right. So far, we'll see so far. This is so different and it's just a very nebulous, difficult to pin down threat. Yeah. Like it's such an amorphous blob of scary out there in the mall. 
Yeah. What the fuck is going on? It's it's mirrored it, from his experience with this with this being, um, is is mirrored great from when he's just getting into this beyond the shadow thing and he goes to reach out and touch his body and he, right. there's nothing to touch. There's nothing there. There's nothing. There's nothing to fight. But he didn't drink the fountain. So no, he didn't. Good. He just got close to it. Got touched with a tendril. And Second question. The Jedi are going to go extinct. Yep. It has already happened. Yep. And is happening. And, and is going to happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's fun. So says the goat man. And Luke believes him. He feels him out in the forest at the time or whatever, right? He's like, uh, didn't seem, seem, seem genuine. Yeah. But Luke comes to the, uh, to the decision that if I'm going to save the Jedi order, it's not going to be through my own personal power. It has to be through the power I give everybody. Yeah. With not they have to be able to survive without me. Water. Like that's yeah. What good is a yeah? He's like yeah. what? What good is a is a foundation if it crumbles in your absence or some yeah. shit like that? Yeah. If what what good is is a house if you remove one brick and it all falls apart? Kind of deal. Yeah. Like I shouldn't. Yeah. It's not. Don't build an inverted pyramid. Yeah, it's like bro. those um, you know those those weird like house of like toothpick things where you have to move the right toothpick or the whole thing crumbles yeah it's this weird it's like, like jenga it's yeah there you go Bam. Brand, perfect brand name sponsor us star wars is like jenga or star or star the trek i order or star trek the vulcan game of calto okay i haven't gotten there yet man <laughs> i just finished episode six or something where Oh, what the hell! Watch Voyager. Happening? You won't. You don't get to Kelto. It was. It was two. Um, it was two different races that they brought on the Enterprise, uh, who hated each other's guts, and then they flew through some cloud that had consciousnesses inside of it, and one of them got stuck inside the Enterprise's electronics, and then it took over various people until it got to Picard, and then it got them to turn around and go back to the cloud, and then it teleported just Picard's energy. Mm-hmm. out into the cloud and then somehow he rearranged one of the lights on one of the displays into a p on the enterprise so that they knew he was still out there yeah and then they beamed him back on board and somehow merged the matter which was not present with the theoretical energy of his essence that's some high-level shit, bro. Yes, it is. In episode six. I know the episode you're talking also, about. Also, like, the second time in the first handful of episodes that the big problem has been mind control. I think it, it might even be the third time. Anyways, Star Trek. So far, fun, but inferior. <laughs> ForeverCanonPodcast.gmail.com Chapter 16. Ben is on board the Jade Shadow on board the space station with two super dehydrated mind walkers. Some of them have been visiting to eat and Ben has been questioning them. By the way, this is so weird Mm -hmm. to just let people wander onto your ship and eat your stuff. I mean, like he says, he's getting information out of them, but it sounds like he would have just allowed it anyways. Yeah, it really does. Maybe it's because he was originally when they got here trying to help them, like get them I out guess, of yeah. whatever their well, floaty, mean, weird thing is. He's a good guy, right? Yeah. 
Oh, P.S. It's been a week since Ben and Luke split up. Since Luke started going beyond shadow. And to Luke, it's, it's been like half an hour. Or he's already mentioned several lifetimes have passed. Yeah. So like, if you add it all together, it's been a really long time. Yeah. If you average it out, maybe one week. Uh, to maybe that's how time. To works. Ben's small brain, unable to com- comprehend, it's yeah. been a week. Idiot. It's only been a week, you stupid brain, you small brain. But who are these two mind walkers sitting with Ben? They are the Tremaines. And Ben gets all kinds of information out of them here. They were born in the Maw, here in the Maw, mm-hmm. at Dalla's Secret Colony, which is not the space station. No. They're four sensitive spies. They went Jedi crazy after Centerpoint was destroyed. They were drawn back here to Sinkhole Station. Yes. And then, whoa, that paragraph is a lot to process. Because Dalla had an entire society out here big enough to be propagating children and enough children that were Force-sensitive to build a group of Force-sensitive spies. Mm Mm-hmm. How big is this colony that she had out here in the Maw? She had a fleet, too. How many people? Yeah, enough to control a fleet. What was she doing here? That's a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it comes up that everybody, not just these Tremaines, everybody floating in the purple crackly light, doing the mind walking, is Force-sensitive. Yes. And one way or another, they've all been drawn back here to Sinkhole Station, which, by the way, good name. Yep. Sinkhole. It's a it's a good uh, visualization of what is happening to all the people that are there, too. They're being just drawn in. A vast cavernous pit that suddenly appears out of safety. I don't know, I just made that up. But maybe it's prophetic and poetic. But also, everybody started going crazy after Centerpoint was destroyed. After the alarms here started going off, after the tentacles started reaching out, right? Who else is in the Maw? (laughs) It never gets explored, really. Nobody knows. No. There could be a whole army of super dark side powered tentacle people coming as the destructors to wipe out the galaxy. Maybe it does take a left turn and become more like visceral or more human. Yeah. (laughs) You know, where it's like real bodies. I guess it already is happening, but like what is happening? Or maybe the Destructors is just what the Kashiri gave just this powerful burst of dark side destruction that just but, wipes everything out. But how does it wipe everything out? That's true. Makes everybody know. go crazy. We don't know. But we do know, as these Tremaines tell Ben through his series of clever questioning, because don't forget, he used to be a soldier and an interrogator and a spy. So he's smart, not the kind of stupid teenager who just laughs at weird looking aliens at the airport, (laughs) regardless of whether or not that happened. 
I can't believe I can't believe that happened. Anyways, they tell him they've all been eating his food on purpose <laughs> to try to get him to starve to death earlier. Yeah, to try and get him to to either leave Luke there or stay. He's been feeding all kinds of these floaty people for a week. Luke hooked himself up to have a little like uh, dentist drip in his mouth, you know, and uh, they keep taking it out of his mouth. They want, they, they, they don't want to kill him, but they definitely want him to die, which is very disturbing and unsettling when you've been feeding them for a week and they're living on your ship. Also, you guys will never know this, but Tim just killed a mosquito on the wall. Yeah. Now, this new information, which by the way, they couple with the argument that the force is all the sustenance that you need. It will keep you alive. And that's how he gets this. Well, if that's all you need, how come you're eating and drinking so much? And that's when they're like, well, just to get Yeah, they dead. get all shifty. <laughs> well, we're not really hungry. We just want you to die. <laughs> we're just... How much macaroni paste can you fucking eat when you're not hungry? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even sound good. It's called Nutra paste. Yeah, it's probably just some weird... Tofu gel, bro. Yeah. This is weird protein... Some kind goop. of nutrient paste, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ben's mad. You've been eating my food. You're trying to kill my dad. You're trying to kill me. Of course. Of course. Understandably. This angers Ben Skywalker to the point of considering mass murder. He says, I'll just kill all those floaty fucks and me and my dad will get out of here. And then, wait a minute. That's not Jedi thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that shocks him out of his rage. Yes. He's like, whoa, did I seriously just have that thought? Because maybe, hmm. No, well, first of all, number one, I know I'm not a murderer. Check. Yeah. Okay, number two, kids from the Ma have been going paranoid bonkers, and I'm a kid from the Ma. Little Jedi math. And he figures out, I'm going fucking crazy right now. Yeah, he's going nuts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Space Gettios. <laughs> is Ben losing it? Is Luke gonna die? Where is Zek? Find out next week. <laughs> Every episode. I know. <laughs> Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi. Book three, Abyss, chapter 17 through 20. I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. Uh, a lot of tentacles, eh? <laughs> a lot of time. Uh. Or not. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.